0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 17th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Debt relief lawsuit called racist. Lawmakers press for clean fuel policy and new trucking exemption advances. Vilsack's goal, finish debt payments by the end of 2021. The chairman of the House Agriculture Committee and Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack are taking exception to the white farmers who are challenging a debt relief program for minority producers. House Agriculture Chairman David Scott, a Georgia Democrat, told reporters yesterday the lawsuit seeking to halt the program are, quote, a racist attack on this nation. Scott, who is black, expressed hope that the federal courts would eventually throw out complaints that the $4 billion program is unconstitutional. Vilsack separately criticized the lawsuits and remarks that were pre-recorded and presented yesterday at a biotech industry event. So what's next? Vilsack said he hopes to have all of the minority farmer debts paid off by the end of the year, although A federal judge in Wisconsin last week issued a temporary restraining order halting payments. The government will file a brief Friday opposing the Wisconsin farmers' motion for more lasting injunction relief. Similar lawsuits are pending in at least five other states, including Texas and Florida. Earlier, Scott said at a hearing yesterday morning that he was working on legislation to make permanent a four-year scholarship program for historically black colleges and universities that he helped get in the 2018 Farm Bill. USDA wants comments on unjust treatment. USDA wants to hear about specific examples of unjust treatment in any of its programs as it works to address historical racial inequities and the needs of underserved communities. The department is asking in a federal register notice yesterday for the documents by July 15th on any and all interactions with USDA programs. Among the questions the department wants answers to... Have you experienced injustice, inequity, or unfairness in one or more USDA programs? And are there USDA policies, practices, or programs that perpetuate systemic barriers to opportunities and benefits for people of color or other underserved groups? USDA also will be forming a racial equity commission in the coming months, to address systemic impediments to equity in USDA programs. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Groups press Congress for National Clean Fuel Policy. Over 20 groups are asking the House and Senate to begin working on a national clean fuel policy to help decarbonize the transportation fuel sector. The groups made the appeal in a letter to the House Energy and Commerce Committee and Senate Environment and Public Works Committees. A strong national clean fuels policy that sends clear long-term and durable signals will encourage rapidly growing investment in the technologies needed to simultaneously reduce criteria and carbon pollution in all communities across America, the groups wrote. The groups that signed the letter include the National Corn Growers Association and Renewable Fuels Association. Now, keep in mind, there are signs of progress on a bipartisan infrastructure package. But Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the New York Democrat, is preparing to move other elements of President Joe Biden's proposal and a partisan reconciliation measure. That bill would include climate-related provisions, Schumer said. Trucking relief included in transportation bill. A surface transportation bill headed to the Senate will include a provision sought by the livestock producers, a back-end 150-air mile exemption from hours of service limits. The provision was added to the bill with the approval of Senate Commerce Chairwoman Maria Cantwell of Washington and ranking Republican Roger Wicker of Mississippi. The 150-mile exemption would apply to the destination of a trip building on an existing exemption based on the trip's origin. When one-size-fits-all government regulations fail to account for expertise on the ground, Livestock callers are put in an impossible position of either complying with regulations or doing what they know is best for the humane and safe transportation of live animals, said Allison Rivera, Executive Director of Government Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Immigration reform remains tough sell with Senate R's. Despite a fresh push from ag groups and farm worker groups, still going to be hard to get GOP support for an ag labor reform bill this year. The Senate Judiciary Committee's ranking Republican, Chuck Grassley of Iowa, made that clear yesterday. Until there is something done at the border, I don't think you'll have any immigration reform, Grassley told reporters. Several ag and labor groups met yesterday with Senator Michael Bennett, a Colorado Democrat, Mike Crapo, a Idaho Republican, and Ag Secretary Vilsack. Crapo and Bennett soon hope to introduce a companion bill to the Farm Workforce Modernization Act that passed the House in March. Interior Uncertain on 30 by 30 Calculation Interior Secretary Deb Haaland says Her department still hasn't decided how it's going to measure progress toward President Biden's goal of conserving 30 percent of U.S. land by 2030. But as with USDA, she said working lands will count toward the 30 by 30 target. We know we've worked out a partnership with tribes, states and private landowners, folks who are contributing to this goal. We intend for working lands to be a part of the 30 by 30, she told Senator Lisa Murkowski, an Alaska Republican, at a hearing yesterday. Once we're able to come to an idea about how to count the progress, Holland added, I think that will answer a lot of the questions that you have. U.S. sorghum exports to continue strong in 2122. U.S. sorghum exports in the current 2021 market a year are moving at a rapid pace, thanks primarily to rising demand from China, and shipments are expected to continue to be strong through 2021-2022. That according to a new analysis by USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FAS estimates U.S. exports for the 2021 market a year will total 7.8 million tons, valued at $2.4 billion dollars. That would make it the highest total since 2015-16, but the forecast for 21-22 is even higher. FAS forecasts the U.S. will export about 9 million tons. More than 1.6 million tons of new crop sorghum have already been sold for export, and more than half of that is destined for China. Here's today's He Said It. I think every school child in America wonders how their parents' generation could let this happen. That Senator Jeff Merkley, an Oregon Democrat, of the loss of Western monarch butterfly populations. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 17th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.